With Dead Rising 4 right around the corner, we here at Suggestive Gaming thought it would be a good idea to give a quick overview of the story so far. Bear in mind that we'll only be covering the S endings of the main three games in the franchise to keep things simple and concise. So without further ado, this is what you need to know about Dead Rising. Starting with the first Dead Rising, we meet esteemed photojournalist Frank West, who has covered wars, taking a helicopter to investigate the town of Willamette, Colorado, which appears to be under some kind of widespread outbreak and has been sealed off by the National Guard. After being dropped off at the city's mall, he tells his pilot to return in exactly 72 hours as he enters the mall to investigate. After a woman looking for her dog lets a horde of zombies into the mall, Frank and a small group of survivors escape safely to the security room, where the janitor, Otis Washington, welds the door shut. Inside, Frank equates himself with the other two survivors, Brad Garrison and Jesse McCarney, both officers from Homeland Security. They recognize a man named Dr. Barnaby in Frank's photos, whom Jesse and Brad have both been looking for. Brad and Frank head into the mall to search for Barnaby and encounter a violent man and woman pair named Carlito and Isabella Keys. After Frank is able to subdue both Barnaby and Isabella, they are brought back to the security room for questioning. There, it is revealed that Carlito and Isabella are siblings from a Central American city called Santa Cabeza, where an American research facility was located and headed by Dr. Barnaby. After showing signs of zombification, Barnaby reveals that the research facility, in an attempt to find a way to mass-produce livestock, discovered an insect called a queen that turned cattle into zombies with a single sting. When one of the queens escaped and infected the humans in the town of Santa Cabeza, the U.S. government sent in a special forces team to eliminate the entire city. To get his revenge for the slaughter of his people, Carlito took a pack of queens to Willamette and released them into the city. Barnaby then dies, turns into a zombie, and after attacking Jesse, is put down by Brad. Shortly after, Isabella explains that Carlito has hidden five bombs under the mall, whose blast will propel queens into the stratosphere and potentially infect the entire planet. Frank stops this by disarming the bombs, however, and Brad pursues Carlito, only to be fatally wounded. Isabella then takes Frank to Carlito's hideout and finds a laptop, which is jamming Jesse from calling outside help. Jesse then finds Carlito is being kidnapped by a psychopath butcher, whom Frank rescues him from. He dies from his wounds, however, giving Isabella his locket, which helps her determine the laptop's password, and the two deactivate the jamming device. Jesse then calls for outside help, but discovers that the U.S. Special Forces have been authorized to clean up Willamette, just as they did with Santa Cabeza. Soon after, Special Forces soldiers arrive in the mall and start killing everything in sight. Frank returns to the security room to find that Jesse had turned into a zombie following Barnaby's earlier attack. Otis, however, left a note stating that he had escaped with a military helicopter. Frank returns to the helipad to meet with Ed upon his return, however a zombie gets into the cockpit and attacks him, causing him to crash the helicopter, leaving Frank stranded on the roof amidst a crowd of zombies. Isabella rescues Frank just in time and brings him back to her hideout. There she reveals to Frank that he has been infected by the zombie parasite. She then sends him off to retrieve supplies to create a suppressant to slow the zombification process. After retrieving the items, Isabella informs Frank that she learned through Carlito's computer that he had used her suppressant in the past to infect 50 orphans, then suppress their zombification in order to create zombie time bombs once they were adopted all over the country. Frank heads off again to retrieve a generator and 10 queens in order to create the suppressant. He does so and discovers a tunnel that the two can use to escape them all. The two use Isabella's pheromone to keep the zombies at bay and escape through the tunnel where they emerge at a sewage treatment plant. There, however, they are confronted by a tank manned by the commander of the Special Forces team, Brock Mason. Frank drives a nearby Humvee as Isabella commands its machine gun turret. Frank eventually rams the Humvee and tips it over, knocking Isabella unconscious while Frank gets out to confront Brock. Brock reveals that he had commanded the Santa Cabeza operation and plans to right this mistake as well. He is taken off guard, however, and Frank tackles him before besting him in hand-to-hand -hand combat. He falls into the crowd of zombies, and Isabella awakens to find zombies trying to topple the Humvee. Frank, seeing the crowd of zombies growing larger, screams to the sky. 
An epilogue reveals that Frank West later escaped Willamette and made the news public. The U.S. government, however, claimed it was the work of a terrorist group and are once again not held accountable for the outbreak. The game ends with a chilling reminder of Carlito's plan to use the orphans to infect the entire United States, as we are then brought to Dead Rising 2. Five years after the Willamette incident, we meet Chuck Green, a former motocross champion, as he is about to compete in a game show called Terror is Reality, in which contestants kill zombies in various ways. The show is taking place in Fortune City, Nevada, a city based on the Las Vegas Strip after the real strip was overrun in a zombie outbreak three years prior. Tyrone King, also called TK, hosts the show with twin assistants Amber and Crystal Bailey, and Chuck is revealed to be competing in order to gather funds to buy Zombrex, a zombification suppressant pharmaceutical for his daughter Katie, who was bitten by her zombified mother in the Vegas outbreak. After Chuck wins, he returns to his dressing room where he is trapped in an elevator after an explosion. After exiting, he finds that the city has been overrun by zombies once again. He finds Katie and they escape to an emergency shelter where a group of survivors have gathered. There they meet a Fortune City security guard named Sullivan who reluctantly lets Frank and the infected Katie stay with them. He informs Chuck that a military cleanup and rescue should arrive in three days. Chuck also meets Stacy Forsyth, the leader of the Nevada branch of the zombie rights group Citizens for Undead Rights and Equality. A news broadcast by Channel 6 Action News airs, supposedly showing Chuck to be the perpetrator of the zombie outbreak in the city. In order to clear his name, he, with the help of Stacy, heads off to find Rebecca Chang, the reporter in the city who reported this evidence. He finds her, but she will not reveal her source. Instead, she takes Chuck to a security room, where the guards inside are shot and all of the equipment and footage is destroyed, implying that a cover-up is underway. Going off a tip from Stacy, Chuck then heads into the tunnels under the city to find TK making off with unknown equipment on the maintenance train. Chuck defeats his mercenaries and confronts TK, who admits that it was him who set up Chuck as a scapegoat. TK manages to get away, and shortly after, Stacy sees more of TK's men attempting to break into vaults around the city. Stacy and Chuck deduce that TK is using the outbreak as a distraction in order to rob the city blind. However, Chuck destroys TK's drills and kills his men, and afterwards, Rebecca agrees to bring Chuck to meet with her source. The source is revealed to be TK's twin assistants, whom Chuck disposes of before finding TK trying to escape on a helicopter. Chuck brings it down and takes TK back to the safe house under captivity. After three days, the military enters the city to eliminate the zombies and rescue any survivors. However, this goes south as the zombies begin to mutate from a gas seeping from the underground. This makes the zombies stronger, and they begin to wipe out most of the soldiers. Rebecca goes into the underground tunnels to film the chaos, but is lost, causing Chuck to rush in to save her from Dwight Boykin, the leader of this operation. Chuck defeats Boykin and heads back to the safe house to see a report that it is believed that all of the survivors of Fortune City have been killed, and the government plans to firebomb the entire city within 24 hours. The safe house is then breached by a zombie onslaught, and after holding down the fort, Chuck discovers that TK was bitten in the scuffle. Chuck, however, gives him Zombrex in order to ensure that he answers for his crimes. Chuck returns to the tunnels to search for the source of the gas and finds that the zombies are being drawn to a large spinning device operated by mercenaries. The device draws them close, then kills them and harvests the queen from their remains. Chuck shuts down the device as well as the gas and discovers a research facility observing the harvest. Chuck kills the scientists inside and takes their laptop and transceiver back to the safe house. There, Stacy and Rebecca discover through the laptop that Phenotrans, manufacturers of Zombrex, are responsible for the underground facility, as well as the outbreak, in order to harvest queens from the infected in large supply. Rebecca then attempts to use the transceiver to report this news to her station, but is suddenly shot and killed by Sullivan, who is revealed to be working for Phenotrans. He reveals that he has let TK escape and attempts to kill Chuck before Stacy hits him with a baseball bat, allowing them to escape while Sullivan flees. Chuck locates Sullivan on a casino rooftop, and he reveals that Phenotrans had to cause the outbreak to mutate the zombies in order to harvest a massive amount of queens to keep up with the demand from various outbreaks across the country. 
Fortune City was seen as a small sacrifice for the greater good of the country, and Chuck, having lost his family in the Vegas outbreak, was a perfect scapegoat. Chuck gets enraged when he learns that the Vegas outbreak was also likely caused by Phenotrans, and he kills Sullivan as he tries to escape. Chuck picks up Sullivan's transceiver and calls Channel 6 Action News in order to give them the story as long as they send rescue choppers and postpone the firebomb. After taking a chopper to the safe house, Chuck learns that Katie and Stacy have gone missing. And as he heads inside, he only finds Katie's drop backpack. The chopper leaves without him as he receives a call on the transceiver from none other than TK. TK reveals that he has captured Katie and Stacy and gives Chuck a list of items in exchange for their release. Chuck collects these items and brings them back to the arena where he is stunned by TK. When he awakens, he is dangling from a rope above the arena, which is filled with zombies. Katie and Stacy are also tied up together next to him. Chuck sees TK gloating, but is able to free himself and climbs up to the central platform. He attempts to operate a lever to bring Stacy and Katie up, but he is jumped by TK for their final confrontation. Chuck defeats TK and throws him into the crowd of zombies. Afterwards, he is able to raise Katie and Stacy to safety, and they bask in the fact that their nightmare is over. The three hold hands, and they all walk out of the arena together. This is our last image of Dead Rising 2, as we come to the third game, Dead Rising 3. Ten years after the Fortune City outbreak, we find a young mechanic named Nick Ramos trying to escape the city of Los Perdidos, which suffered from an outbreak three days prior when contained zombies were accidentally let free. Nick heads to a diner to meet with his friends Dick, a trucker, Rhonda, his boss, and Annie, an infected illegal or someone who refuses to be implanted with a chip by the government to automatically admit a zombrex doses to those infected. Dick accidentally turns on the jukebox in the diner, attracting zombies to their location. The group escape together and take refuge in Rhonda's garage. The group see a news broadcast proclaiming that the government will bomb the city in six days, but are evacuating survivors at quarantine stations. The group drives to one, but find it abandoned, and they are ambushed by a biker gang, whom Nick disposes of before feeling deep remorse for taking a life. The group then come across Diego, Nick's best friend and a soldier in the military. He informs them of an old plane at the warehouse by the docks that they could potentially fix up and use to escape the city before it is cleared out. However, during this discussion, Nick is bitten by a zombie on the hand. He quickly heads to a nearby crematorium to search for emergency zombrex. There, he finds Gary Finkel, who is working for an unknown man to find a body inside of the crematorium. Gary claims to know where the zombrex is inside, and the two agree to help each other to get in. Inside, they find the body, and Nick panics when he believes it to be Annie. Luckily, he looks closer and realizes that it is not her. Gary then notices that all the Zombrex is gone, and Nick, realizing his fate, asks Gary to shoot him before he zombifies. Gary attempts and misses, but then notices that Nick's wound is healing miraculously on its own. Nick then decides he won't be needing the Zombrex anymore and helps Gary deliver the body to his boss at a nearby nightclub. After delivering the body, Gary finds out that the body was not, in fact, who his boss was looking for. Gary offers to find fuel for their plane if Nick brings Annie back to the club. Nick returns to the warehouse to consult with the others, who agree that turning over Annie to the unknown boss in exchange for the fuel is the best course of action, and Nick heads to the nearby Illegal's gathering point to search for Annie. There he finds her and asks her if she will come back to the club with him, but she suspects he is lying to her, and eventually he admits his deceit. Nick then agrees to help the Illegals and their leader Red in exchange for fuel by destroying military equipment around the city after Red informs him that the government isn't evacuating survivors, but instead killing them. Nick does this, and upon returning to the tower, the pair are ambushed by Gary, who admits to following Nick to find Annie. He attempts to kidnap her before the tower is attacked by the military, who capture Gary and the illegals. Nick is left behind, and when Red arrives, he awakens, and the two head off to rescue the captives from a military encampment. Nick sneaks into the compound and overhears a conversation between the Secretary of Defense, General John Hemlock, and the Director of Phenotrans, Marion Milan, where they reveal that they had caused the outbreak and are searching for Diego. Along with this, the President of the United States, Sonia Paddock, had been infected with the zombie parasite and is being held at the compound. 
Nick frees Annie and the rest of the captives, and Red shows Nick a wanted poster offering a $5 million reward to anyone who has information about Nick or Diego. Nick assures Red that he has no idea why the government would want him, and Red holds up his end of the deal, telling Nick where he can find fuel for the plane. Nick obtains the fuel and delivers it back to the warehouse, where Ron informs him that Diego has fled to the museum. Nick goes after him and finds that he has snapped into a psychotic episode from the pressure of the outbreak. Nick fights him and brings him back to his senses. The two then go into the zombie section of the museum and learn of Frank West, Chuck Green, and Carlito and Isabella Keys. Diego then points out that the man that caused the first outbreak after Willamette had a 4 tattooed on his neck, similar to the numbers 12 and 14 tattooed on Nick's and Diego's necks respectively. Nick and Diego head back to the group and to the repaired plane. Rhonda then admits that she's not going to go with them, because she wants to find her ex-husband and patch things up before it's too late. Nick, Dick, and Diego then leave to go find Annie and the illegals, but are shortly ambushed by the military who capture them. Upon waking up, they find themselves strapped to chairs in an underground lab. Malin is revealed to be testing them to find which is the one. They start with Diego, who is shot with a laser beam until he is killed by several zombie parasites swarming out of his body. After this, hundreds of bees swarm the lab, allowing Nick to break free. Nick explores the facility and eventually meets Isabella Keys, who tells him that he is immune to the parasites. As they attempt to leave, Nick is intercepted by Malin. Nick yells to Isabella to meet him at the warehouse and defeats Malin before he escapes to go find Annie. Nick tracks down Gary to a karaoke bar, where he's holding Annie hostage until his boss's arrival. Nick tries to get Gary to let him in, and Gary reveals that he hates the mob life and misses his ex-wife, who turns out to be Rhonda. Nick brings her to the bar, and Gary lets him in. Nick then rescues Annie from advancing zombies, and the two return to the airplane. There, Isabella reunites with Nick and fills him in on Santa Cabeza and the orphans, and she reveals that Nick was in fact one of the 50 orphans Carlito used in his plan. However, instead of infecting Nick with the virus, he gave him the cure for it. Shortly after, Red calls the three to meet him at a shipping yard. Once they arrive, Red captures Annie and Isabella and proclaims that he plans to turn in Nick to collect the cash reward. Nick kills Red and returns to Annie and Isabella. He then hears Hemlock on a transceiver and pretends to be a military agent to convince him to postpone the bombing by 24 hours. Nick and Annie hold each other and kiss. Shortly after, a car pulls up and Gary's boss steps out to reveal himself to be none other than Chuck Green. It is then revealed that Annie is really his daughter, Katie Green. The two apologize after two years apart, and the entire group head back to the hangar. Gary and Rhonda volunteer to stay behind and find another way out of the city as the others board the plane. However, as they are about to take off, they overhear that Hemlock is planning to make a super weapon with zombies to destroy the population. Chuck and Nick team up and head off to put a stop to the plan. The duo find Hemlock and Malin. Hemlock kills Malin during an argument about the cure, and he begins his plan to abstract mutant zombies from the city. Nick and Chuck stop the machines from extracting them, however, and Nick brings down Hemlock's helicopter. After a battle, Nick reveals to Hemlock that the cure is in his blood and kicks him into the spinning helicopter blade, killing him instantly. The group then escape in the plane with a plan to create and distribute the cure for the zombie infection from Nick's blood. After the credits, it's revealed that Isabella was behind this outbreak after she convinced Malin to start it. She intended for number 12 to get bitten, realize his immunity, and come forward so she can find him and create the cure, clearing her family name from what Carlito started in Willamette. Isabella destroys this footage, ensuring no one knows her plan and marking it a success. This wraps up the story of the first three Dead Rising games, as we go back to Willamette with Frank West one more time. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching another installment of What You Need to Know. You can check out the other ones by clicking the playlist here, or you can subscribe to the channel by clicking our logo on the right there. Thanks again, guys. I hope you enjoyed it.